0: This is One Heat Minute.
1: Drop of a hat, these guys were rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. look like gang bangers, working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery, homicides, take it. Give me all you got! This and Give me, you me, all got! me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best, trying to stop guys
0: like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus, Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard. As promised, I have not been able to stop the relentless force that is my previous co-host and legendary Luke Buckmaster voice of Australian criticism on Guardian and the Daily Review and just awesome other stuff. So check him out, Lukey. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Yeah, thanks for having me back. You're welcome. And now we are in the ninth minute of Michael Mann's LA Crime Opus Heat. We have seen the introduction of Wayne Go, who I call probably one of the nastiest and coolest villainous characters. And probably the... I would say the, like the flagship villain of this film. It's not really a film that has villains as much as professionals on opposing sides of the law well so that's really interesting because he doesn't actually get that much time in the scheme of things no and, and neither
1: does john voight neither does uh, val gilmar uh so these are characters i think there's almost uh 70 speaking roles in heat too it's this it's, 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 it's a lot dozens of speaking roles in heat so you don't get a, an up close and personal look at either at any of those gentlemen and nor are you supposed to no uh, so what you get I think in lieu of that is a very kind of tangled web you get a real web and an infrastructure of different personalities
0: we're going to check out the ninth minute of heat um, you guys are going to listen to it and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it and dissect it for you so have a listen real tight yeah this works good i consider going again you know yeah stop talking okay snake
1: How's he doing? 100%. Right on schedule. Made a right on Venice Boulevard. We're a mile and a half from you. Okay. Just crossed over the number one lane, 300 yards from you now. Get set.
0: I am. Get set. I am. I am. I totally am. That is
1: a that's a very loaded one minute. That is time. my favourite very, minute. Very loaded. If I
0: if I had to say, I might be biased, but that might be my favourite minute so far. Really? That's your f- oh, so far. So far. Okay, so so out far. Of the I'll... First eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the first nine minutes. Out of the first nine minutes, sorry. That's that's your favourite. Yeah. Well, I think I would agree with that. There's a lot of great stuff in that. Oh, that, there's so much. The yeah. fantastic exchange between Michael and Wangro, where it, it's the culmination of what we talked about in the previous episode, which is him saying you know I. You know if this goes well, I consider going again. You know, yeah. Just stop talking, okay? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and they they arrange uh, their faces. You know, Michael Mann arranges their faces quite well there. So so Perfect. essentially, after the insult, um, Wayne Grow takes off his glasses. It's almost like an instant instinctual response. They're off and they're looking right at you, but Michael doesn't look at him. So and then he looks away. And then Michael looks, at him that, and the, the, I think of the car stops, the yeah. vehicle stops, and then so it's like both of those sets of eyes are uh, are not quite connecting with each other.
0: No, and there's this great moment where he's got that visual, like that intensity. It's like almost like I want to start a, I want to start an argument here. I want to, I, I, I'm registering what you're saying to me as an insult. You're treating me with disrespect, and Michael's just, he's not giving him the space to I start that argument. I don't. There's no argument here, mate. I'm driving the car. Shut up. This is what we're doing. We are, I'm driving this. And there's, and then there's the great moment where he absolutely knows that that was an insult and he absolutely knows that it was, uh, it was meant to sort of target uh, and elicit a response. But then there's this amazing, incredible sort of moment where he, then he looks back at him like, what are you going to do? <laughs> but Man. that face that he gives him, I just want to go back to have a look at it. It's, it's one of my favorite, um, because it's just, it's this outstanding performance. 8 minutes, 15 seconds, we've got Tom Sizemore here as Michael looking back at Wayne Grow. So, Wayne Grow in the opening seconds here, he's already had the stop talking now, okay, slick, let's shut up. And then, basically, after Wangro's kind of got this sort of scowl on his face, this pissed off, like, I'm staring you down, how dare you insult me, mm. the car stops, they're at a set of lights, he looks forward, he's pissed off, and Michael, Tom Sizemore's character, stares at him with this kind of like... What are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always it's it's yes. It's a what are you gonna do? But it's also like how are you feeling right now as well. He's he's really judging him. He's he's yeah. he's. I think he's probably asking himself, or well, is this gonna escalate? Is it gonna be a conflict? Yes. You know, he's he's judging the mood. And then the next shot, you, you know, got that sort of mid shot of De Niro behind the wheel. And I I I really think it's very Michael Mannian that we don't get a close up of of De Niro's face. It's most of the shot is the machinery around him it's yes it's almost turning the, the you know the silvery kind of colors on the in the vehicle into this sort of um, piece of kind of artwork almost
0: and and I love you see through the glass there's a sort of great shade, this tint of the window, very clinical work gloves. We see him in his ambulance outfit. He is all business this is the guy we saw in the morning wearing those leather gloves he doesn't look like a friendly ambulance um, no, man though no, does he not, like, not as passive would not- you trust him fixing up your heart attack
1: he's <laughs> like wow
0: well okay. look you'd get to,
1: I think you get to the hospital quickly, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well you get somewhere quickly yeah. you get to the mall pretty quickly whatever
0: destination you're going to <laughs> you're going quick you're going yeah um, look, And he's very intense here. So, again, even in the opening stages of the film, quite a passive face, if not determined, very passive. Now, he is business. This is Neil Macaulay not... This is Neil Macaulay standing up. He's here. He's opening up. And we start to see he's sort of surveying the landscape. He's talking. And bang, eight minutes, 21 seconds into this film, Danny Trejo.
1: Danny Trejo. You know, I once interviewed Don- Danny Trejo and... Um He's a really cool dude. Um, yeah. So he found God. Really. Um Yeah. 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 He found God one time um, after <laughs> writing, and I, I might be getting some of the details of this story wrong, but I don't think I am. After reading, sorry, not writing the the words "Jesus saves" uh, written in excrement on a on a prison uh, prison wall or floor. Um, so Danny, yeah, Danny, and then he went around. He's he's actually quite a quite a powerful role model. He goes to prisons. He speaks to disaffected youth he's really? uh, quite an inspiring dude and if you um type into youtube i think it's uh, danny trio death reel you can see all the films that he's died
0: in <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure including the very one we're talking about now uh, but uh yeah great actor great actor and in this film i think it's either his first or second film feature Um, Danny Trejo after being in prison his name is Trejo like his character's name is Trejo in this film so that's how that's how immediate it was what about that yeah yeah and and man who um, you will see his films particularly with Thief he had famous Chicago criminals saying the roles of police officers famous police officers playing the roles of criminals um uh you know dennis farina most notably um you will see in man films he loves the elements of authenticity where he can get real life people even if it's someone Mm. who maybe is a real life undercover cop he had the real life undercover cops played crooks in miami vice for example just that Element of authenticity where people who are really you know in those jobs that he's trying to portray on film, he loves to bring that in. So Treo here, although now absolutely a role model and, and an actor, and probably a lot of people just knowing him for things like probably Spy Kids and Machete, depending on who you are as a as a person that's listening, um, or the tre- um, or in Breaking Bad also Breaking Bad, it? yeah, rather.
1: <laughs> um, discombobulated <laughs> performance there. Yeah, it was yeah. like a head on a turtle, I believe, is how he ended up. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and if Michael Mann doesn't sort of get these authentic actors, and often, I think more, way more often than not, he doesn't, yes. um, purely because of the sort of casting logic of Hollywood, uh, the intense rehearsal process... Uh, one one imagines the ethos behind that is him trying to put them in that space
0: as much as as absolute possible. Absolutely, and so you've got like a guy who's literally out of prison very recently. Before this, Danny Trejo um, is the will man of this crew, following their mark. He's he's tracking them down, and we get sort of a quick flash um, as he's tracking. He's talking very specifically, and bang, we we see. Finally, we may be seeing the distance. If you're very discerning, you're at 8 minutes and 27 seconds, you're looking ahead and you're seeing a truck that appears to be the target of this crew. Mm. And this kind of... Maybe it's the overpass thing going on. Maybe they're sort of driving under it. But it might
1: be the French connection. Yes. I'm getting that kind of vibe Massively. here. That, that, that freaking chase scene vibe.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it's just because of because you're in it like Friedkin's got that in the French Connection sort of pioneered um and and again Walter Hill was his you know um was his second unit director Mm. (laughs) um who went on to be an insanely great director in Mm. his own right um getting in amongst the traffic and getting in there to give you that experiential sort of I'm behind the wheel feeling is 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 what's happening here in Heat with Danny Trejo Holding his walkie-talkie onto the actual steering wheel at this stage at eight minutes and twenty-seven seconds. We're looking ahead, it's just so fantastic. Absolutely. So we're going ahead. And this is great because we've we've transferred between we've seen Tom Sizemore's Michael and Wayne Groh have their spat. I don't know if that's probably a good word, their little their little micro conflict. Yeah, uh, it's sort of like a
1: laying down or establishing of the order of things, the yes. pecking order.
0: Yeah, the pecking order is you're <laughs> a guest. You are very much a guest in our house. Yeah. This is our house and you just shut up and you do what you're told and then we'll decide whether we want to keep you. Um are you we talking then- to me now? No. <laughs> no, no, okay, okay, good, 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 good. good. <laughs> no, we weren't having a spat. I've got to take my oh, yeah, reflective glasses off. Right, right. we, get, we get back to De Niro sort of checking in with his wheelman, and bang. We do this reverse shot and we get Chris Chahilis alongside him in the same vehicle. We get a hint of a mask there on the dashboard. We kind of know what's coming if we watch this film a few times. But he is also dressed up in this, in this garb and it kind of tells you for a split second that... We may have been seeing him do something that's outside the timeline of this film earlier mm. in it. So that's that's kind of a strange one because he he's outside of the timeline.
1: Yeah, that is a strange one. You don't really notice that necessarily in the sort of heat of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the interesting thing about this shot of Val Kilmer, this tiny little, um, take of him, scene of him at 8.34 is that he flicks on a radio and uh, he listens to a jingle. I think it's double TFM or fine FM or something. I can't, I can't remember the radio no, station. Remember the station, uh, but, but he listens to a jingle as soon as he turns it on he hears the jingle... Yes. And then he turns it off... Yes. ...right after the jingle. So this is not a man who has a lot of time to surf between the radio stations or listen to music. And I think for for me, what that says is... Um, he, you know, A, he's got time to kill. Um, because it hasn't happened yet. Whatever's going to happen hasn't happened yet. And then B, he doesn't have much time.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> because,
1: some, because the shit's about to go
0: down. And, and also... I love the... You You watched him with sort of a blank-faced intensity in the early minutes of this film. And now we see him very poised and it's almost relaxed and, and impatient relaxed. As you just said, he's got time, but he's got no time. I'm waiting for this to happen. What the hell's going to happen? Hurry up. Because we're like, I'm right on the precipice. It's that kind of nerves. And that fidgety, you know that. like we, we, we Everyone does it. You sit there and if you're frustrated with something, you're like, oh, I'm having a look at something, I'm bored. You find yourself looking at a phone and you're like, get that phone away. And in 1995, when you're sitting in the front of a stolen ambulance, dressed as an ambulance man yeah. with an automatic you, weapon, you can't
1: play Candy Crush. It's,
0: <laughs> it's just not an option. Yeah,
1: and I think it, it took a while for Michael for Michael Mann to, to do the the smartphone thing. And I think I, I remember Al Pacino and the Beach and the Insider talking on a very old cruddy yeah portable uh, cruddy phone, pr- cruddy yeah. portable phone, yeah.
0: in, to which you had to walk up to like. Higher than his knees in water to still get okay. signal. Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, often in terms of good drama interesting drama, uh, I mean, I'm yet to be convinced that smartphones are
0: part of that necessarily. No, no they don't make any good drama. So we, we then flick back. There's a great quick moment of seeing um, that dichotomy that Luke talks about with time enough time before this thing's going to go down, but not too much time. And we move the space and we now finally see, we see Michael, Tom Sizemore, Wayne Groh, Kevin Gage in that big... Ginormous green truck. Danny Trejo for one of the, the the final seconds and acknowledgement from De Niro up to the the ninth minute.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Get ready, I am, and we are poised and ready for what's to come. And we're finally here. Like it's it, we are te- we, you know we're about to head into the tenth minute of this movie. We are. Yeah. And and it's this lovely establishment. This slow, languid. I love that he's got the patience that right now until this point. We haven't you know, we're into a crime film, but we're just seeing characters do things, we're seeing people drive a car, mm. pick someone up from a road slop in a in a truck, or seeing a, a a man, you know, have some morning some mornings amorous cuddles with his wife, you know, and, and mm. get ready for work. It's it's like all this establishment stuff that pacing and now the chess pieces on the chessboard are there ready and now I'm I've been gathering storm and here we go. This is where we're at.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the great qualities about Michael Mann's direction. He he doesn't push your foot around nor turn a blind eye to the smaller details that can fulfil and you know, bring to life characters. But on the other hand, um there's a there is a degree of patience there, I'd say a high degree of patience. Yes. And we we've just seen the green prime mover moving into a position Uh, which is, um, you know, something's going to happen, obviously, before we get into the next minute. But um, the pieces are arranged, and and he does that very proficiently.
0: So, with the pieces in place, Tom Sizemore, he's ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready for the 10th minute of Michael Mann's Crime Saga epic. Luke Buckmaster, would you like to join me for the 10th minute?
1: I certainly would. Try and stop me. (laughs)
0: Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next time with the 10th minute of Michael Mann's Heat. Thank you so much, Mr. Luke Buckmaster. You can find him at Luke Buckmaster on Twitter, also on Guardian Australia, and often on the Daily Review. Uh, He is an absolute treat, as you heard. Thank you to Garth Franklin for our website design and Paul Davies for our music. We'll be back. Thank you so much for joining us on this one heat minute journey, guys. Please subscribe, rate, and review this bad boy on your favorite platforms.